You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with your host, Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb and you're listening to episode 27 of Digging Deep where we help business owners build better businesses. Today, I am very fortunate because a man with a very busy schedule is joining me today and I've had the great opportunity to have him on the show. Uh, George and I have gone a uh, fair ways back, you know, working on a, sim- on a single project um, and he and has a wonderful team and, you know, he works in the communication business. I thought this would be a great opportunity for those people who are in trades industries uh, that rely on trade shows uh, could really, you know, learn a lot from. So I'm hoping that those people who are listening in today uh, share those with your friends. But George, welcome to the show. If you could tell everybody in one minute who <laughs> you are, what you serve, you know, and how 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 you're bringing value to your customers. Sure, nice to be here, Justin. Um, yeah, George Affleck, Curve Communications is my agency. We're an integrated agency, so we kind of do everything, but. You know, that's always something that's risky to say as an agency. So we focus on two kinds of clients, uh, small businesses. So everything from restaurants like Vidge's restaurants uh, and dentist office and those kinds of you know, career companies, small businesses that are, uh, you know, in the million to $2 million range. And then we have the medium sized to large businesses, which are more focused on manufacturing and products. Uh, and they are international in scope. And so the work we do is quite different for those kinds of clients. We also are niching into a roofing category in the small business side. Um, so, you know, our, 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 but our processes are quite similar for the small business as it is for large businesses. But uh, there are some differences, especially these days with, uh, with the whole issue of COVID. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of small business owners don't really realize that a lot of the fundamentals that we use in marketing uh, actually apply straight across the board as we scale. It's just they're different layers and different uh, processes and tape that you had to have to go over and jump through. Um, yeah. you know, rather than one single person making a decision, it goes then to boards, shareholders, uh, onwards and upwards. So you know, mm-hmm. there are many layers, but the fundamentals are the same, yeah? Yeah, for us, our, our, our tagline in a way is uh, we tell your story, we tell your story, we build your brand. And storytelling is really the key for us. Uh, I came from journalism and half of my staff, I think, were former journalists. So telling stories uh, through your brand and obviously through social media and your advertising design and how your website's built and uh, celebrating your business and explaining how you can uh, help your customers uh, by storytelling uh, and it's all about the customer, of course, and putting it in their perspective. But, you know, it's storytelling is key and having a good story and, 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 and understanding your customer story is important. Amazing. And so this is something that I think a lot of people find interesting. You don't have to go to school for marketing to become a marketer. Uh, in fact, learning to, to tell stories and be, you know, tell compelling stories at that is, is really a, a great uh, way to enter that market. And I think there are a lot of people who feel like, you know, they need to hire marketing students or they need to have a person who's gone through marketing. But journalism is actually a very, very popular uh, niche uh, subject that people enter the marketing business in. So can you tell me a little bit about your education and how you kind of got in? uh, You know, why did you choose marketing instead of pursuing journalism as a full-time trade? Well, I did do journalism. So I, I, I went to SFU uh, way back uh, and studied um, 
was started in business administration. It was doing wanted to be a, an entrepreneur, and but felt like the program at SFU at that time was really focused on you know well accounting or their marketing section was not really to me it was too theoretical it wasn't really applicable to real life and so I thought this is not really for me so I switched briefly to poli sci and then I finally landed on English lit I thought you know what I'm gonna go to university I'm just gonna really enjoy the experience I did you know two and a half three years of business and switched to lit uh, which was you know fun and interesting and uh, but of course with a, a BA in English literature you don't employment opportunities are limited <laughs> And so um, it was a choice between going into teaching uh, or journalism were the two kind of main areas for, for me. And so I chose journalism, went to Langara for one year of a journalism school, print journalism. Uh, but then I ended up working after that year, I got a job at CBC uh, in radio, mostly working for CBC. So I worked in the 90s, throughout the 90s at CBC uh, as a producer, started out in the news side and and producing uh, the morning shows and and then I moved into music uh, and entertainment uh, and that was kind of where I ended and then I slowly started freelancing uh, as a writer wrote a book on the history of newspapers in BC um, and then they hired me to run the association which was kind of a, which I still do actually as a contract uh, but that led so I did that for a couple of years and then I launched uh, I did some PR which I hadn't really done before the jump from journalism to public relations at that time was fairly straightforward. Uh, you just use your contacts, uh, pitch the stories. Uh, and so I was working uh, with a few people and we decided to launch the business uh, as a marketing agency, full service, doing advertising and PR and, and, and everything. Uh, there were three of us when we started Curve Communications and we each had our skill set. Um, the, the one partner left in six months, within six months of launching, and then uh, my other partner was Laura Bounce. We were together till 2008. Now she has her agency and I mine. Uh, but we knew right away, even back in 2000, that integrated marketing, that it couldn't just be about PR, that, that there, we had to understand advertising. We had to tell the whole story for a client. That didn't mean we had to do all the work, but understanding that success for clients wasn't just based on public relations. We knew that cynicism in journalism existed and that it was tough pitching sometimes to journalists for a lot of clients. So advertising you know you, some, there's a saying in in marketing you know so you, with advertising you, you with pr you pray for it and with advertising you pay for it uh so you know it's pretty straightforward you, you know you can get that uh that your story told if you pay for it and you know, the evolution of marketing over the time with social media became a big part of what we did and very fit really well into our public relations sort of you know skill set uh, but that's evolved too and clients now are empowered to do their own social and our, our real focus now is digital marketing uh, and account-based marketing um, and driving you know, leads to, to clients, getting them leads, however that might work. Uh, more customers, more sales, that's our focus. And that's uh, important, I mean, especially now, if you don't have leads, you don't have sales, and yeah. soon enough you won't have business. Uh, right. So tell, let's just go into that a little bit. Um, you know, we talk about digital-based marketing and a lot of you know, marketers focus solely on that, but you know, there is a component uh, in, in spaces where you know, people are still attending trade shows, uh, going out to meet and greet people. And, uh, and I have lots of you know, things to say about trade shows in, in, in terms of positioning. If you're going to be doing it, you know, it's better to do it right. But you've come across a, a different format on how to approach that whole trade show format. Can you maybe share a little bit about that? 
Yeah, well, because a lot of our clients do rely, especially the manufacturing clients, but also some of the small clients, small business clients also do the trade show circuit, sometimes more local, but, you know, uh, it's an important part of a marketing strategy. Um, and these companies that are in the manufacturing sector, that's, they rely on that almost 100% for new business development. So we are now facing this world where we don't have trade shows for probably another year, 18 months, two years. It's hard to say because um, it takes a lot of work to get them up. And a lot of those companies who run trade shows, those nonprofits are really struggling. Obviously, it's a big moneymaker for them. So we don't know what the future holds for trade shows. So what we've done with our current clients and what I'm sort of pitching to new clients is, you know, selling without trade shows. How do you do it? And it really comes down to a specific sort of list of things you need to do. And, and it, it's often referred to as account-based marketing, which is really focused on the individual. So it goes back to that storytelling again. Uh, know who your client is and really and who your potential client is and create uh, stories and market and, and tell, you know, get to that person directly. So there's, you know, there's several categories. You start with your brand, make sure your brand tells your story and, and explains how you will solve your customer's problem. So your website's key. Make sure it has great content. Make sure it really explains the world according to your customer's eyeballs. Knowing who your customer is, though, is like, who are they? Defining your customer persona. Really important part of that, that process for account-based marketing. Uh, and then it's really about, you know, those are the two basic things. And then really, it's about having a proper uh, CRM, you know, you know, customer relationship management system. system. It's, it's surprising how many clients uh, and how many businesses out there don't have proper CRMs. They're relying on their, you know, Outlook or whatever. Or they have their spreadsheets and they kind of just, you know, pick up the phone. And again, that, that's how when you do the trade show circuit, you kind of go, you go there, you hang out, you do your booth thing, you go to the bar, you go to the restaurants, you meet like five people. You say, right, here's the five people I want to really connect with at this trade show. And I really going to sell those guys. Cause I know that's, you know, they've got the money for whatever it is I'm selling. So you can't, so you can't do that anymore. So how do you take that into the virtual world? And so making sure first that your brand is clear, that your customer, you define that customer. Most of our clients understand who their customer is, but maybe they've never written it down. Then making sure you have your CRM and your CRM needs to be coupled with um, automated marketing, marketing automation. So there has to be, so there's a lot of systems. We have, we're a SharpSpring partner. So we provide SharpSpring, but we, we're agnostic when it comes to database systems, the, 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 the automation systems. There are Salesforce, obviously the most famous one. There's Zoho. There's many different CRMs out there um, and automation that goes with it. But the automation part is really is, is the key to the whole thing because you don't, in order to reach enough people and to tell your story or communicate information to people, you need to kind of have some sort of automation. So it starts with your website again. People come to your website, they download, say, a document or they download an uh, ebook on something. Now you've captured their information. With marketing automation, now that goes into it, literally into a system that's automated and you get, you know, it, you can create it as you know, complicated as you want, but it really provides uh, a funnel for your prospect uh, as automated as it can be, but you also get engaged at some point. Um, and so then it comes back to then, so you have that, you have your brand. You have your uh, persona properly set up. You know, you know who your customer is. You've got your CRM. You've got your automation set up. Now you've got to create content. You've got to provide ongoing content to these people to communicate with. So you can't, it's like somebody said, you know, if you don't, when you go on a first date with a woman, you don't, or a man, depending on, you know, you don't ask them to marry you on the first date unless, you know, 
you're crazy, but you know, maybe some people do, but generally you don't ask somebody to marry you on the first date. Sales is the same, right? You don't contact somebody and try to sell them on the first email. You, what, how do I build that relationship? Again, going back to trade shows, think about that experience where you're having a relationship with this person. You may see them at this trade show and that trade show and another trade show. You'll see them for lunch, you'll go for dinner, you'll get a bar later and you'll run into them again, or you're kind of building up this rapport and this trust in real life. In, in, in a trade show situation. Well, with virtual, you can't do that. So you have to build that trust through content, through making them that you are an expert in their world. You are gonna provide them with all the solutions that they need so that you can become their trusted partner in their success. And that is the key to account-based marketing and how you can sell without trade shows. It's really about creating enough content, having that automation, uh, staying in touch, uh, ongoing communication with these customers. And then of course, if you're a good salesperson, you know when to go in for the kill, you know when to close, when is it time to close? When is it time to go for that ask? If you're a good salesperson, you know what that moment is, you know when you do that, you know, that's that moment. But having a process to, um, you know, uh, have that relationship with a person that's you know, an individual person, even though a lot of it might be automated, is key to the living without trade shows right now. And, and that's kind of what we're helping our, our clients do. We, it's really, it's a big step for some of these people. They're, they're just not used to, they don't really, yeah, you know, digital media, blah, you know, well, we've got to help you get over that because you don't have a choice now. You could get away with not doing it before and rely on your old methods, but that, that doesn't exist anymore. You need to have a system in place to track your, uh, your processes and obviously, track your success. You need to be able to say to your C-suite, your boss, uh, here's what I did and here's what result, here's the sales I got from it. And it, you know, here's why we need to advertise. Here's why we need to pay an agency to create content or hire a writer or whatever it might be. This is why we need to do this and here are the results. And so tracking that success, which you can do digitally, is really crucial to that whole process of, of account-based marketing and living and selling without trade shows. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get content marketing incorrect in, in that a lot of people, especially in the small business community, uh, they're just posting things. And, you know, they're, they're posting things randomly without a real structure and or thesis to it. Um, they don't even know who they're talking to. And so, you know, they're not getting engagement or they're getting unuseful engagement. Um, and so yeah. what I tell people and tell clients is really – you know, having that structure and having that strategy in place and, you know, a way that you can metric those things uh, is really important, you know, because if you know who you're talking to, you're going to be able to track those clients uh, by telling the right story at the right time, right? You know, because they're people who go through different phases, whether they've yeah. never been aware of you, whether they're already in your wheelhouse or whether they've purchased with you before. And you need to keep those people in the loop at different times and different voices and different, you know, segments yeah. of, your, of your content and, and marketing. 100%. And, and knowing your persona, and we do a discovery quite often. That's how we start our relationships with our clients and actually do it every year with our clients to kind of re rediscover, make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, and we go through a whole process of identifying that persona. And, and you're right, the voice of that person, you know, is it a woman? Is it a man? How old are they? Do they have kids? What, what, how do they consume media? Where are they? Where do they live? What kind of car do they drive? Do they play golf? Do they fish? Do they? These are really crucial parts of when you're trying to communicate through social media, 
uh, and through just chatting, I mean, you do a search, uh, say you've identified your perfect customer and then you, now you can go and Google stuff and, and there's lots of different software and systems for finding people, but you really need to find, okay, what is, okay, here's the person, you know, VP of whatever or operations at this blank company. Okay, it's great. Okay, that's the guy. Now, what does that guy do in his spare time? How can I find out? Well, LinkedIn, you can find out all sorts of stuff. If their Facebook page is not private, you can look at their Facebook page and see what's going on or Instagram or whatever. Use social media to pull that content and to make a personal way to communicate. So your first email, for example, to a cold lead might be, hey, you know, Joe, it's, uh, I'm, you know, I'm George from Curve Communications. Uh, you and I have something in common. We went to the, we both love golf or we both went to the same uh, university or, you know, isn't that cool? Or you, I see you graduated in 92 and I graduated in 93. What a, you know, wow. I wonder if we ran across each other anyways, blah, blah, blah. Then you go into some loose stuff just to get that conversation going. And that kind of stuff is to me, that's more important where social, social media comes in. It's more about extracting information as opposed to pushing information out. Although you'd still push information out, but with account-based marketing, it's less broad social, more very focused on that perfect customer. Yeah, and I think times have changed too. Because you know, remember when when the internet really just started, people were buying Google AdWords for really cheap. People are just sending massive emails, and people the click click-through rates and open rates were huge back then. Uh, and now it's changed. Like nobody opens their emails, uh, and and it's now becoming more of what it should have been or what it used to have been it's it's putting a little bit more time and effort a little bit more elbow grease um and making it personal because yeah. i think people need that personal touch you know like bulk mail drops don't work as well as a handwritten card or mm -hmm. you know going out of your way to research about you know something that that person might like and sending them a gift um you know and opening the doors that way and i think that you know there's a, a huge opportunity that's ahead of us for those people who are you know, definitely there to create relationships instead of just trying to take money, so to yeah. speak. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and not everybody is your customer. You know, that's also important. Some, you go and ask a, you know, a business, who's your customer? Well, everybody. Like, no, no, no. You got you to gotta, you gotta figure out who that customer is and then really yeah, give them, if, if a thank you card is the right kind of message or thing that will work for that customer, then do it. I mean, 100%. Every possible, there's a little list of, content ideas that you can extract that I, I can certainly share with people, but it's really, you know, it can be a book, ebook, it can be a, just a one pager, it can be yeah, a gift card. It really depends on that, on that, on your ideal client and, and uh, do what works for that person. And, uh, and advertising, of course, it still works. Uh, and the, an email still works, but it has to be tracked and you have to see when they open that email, and they open it and you see they've read it or they click through to the link. That's a hot lead. You immediately must contact that person. That's the beauty of the automation system is that it will send you a saying, Joe Smith opened your email and watched that video. You know, and you go, oh crap, I better call that guy right away because you know, he's, he's obviously engaged and you can see where he went on your website and you can follow everything they do. It's kind of creepy, but it's really crucial uh, when it comes to marketing now, and especially if, with account-based marketing and direct marketing and, and especially living without trade shows. Yeah. And for a second here, I want to kind of wind backwards a little bit. We talked about, you know, the discovery and, you know, going and exploring that brand and brand identity. I think a lot of small business owners really 
kind of brush it aside because they're so into selling and they're just trying to push their product and trying to move the bottom line. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, how do you feel uh, the importance of really solidifying your brand early on uh, as, a, as it plays into the role of how you expand and, and grow your marketing? You know, do you feel like it is a, should be a 10 on the list? Uh, because, you know, I have, I feel that it should be a, like a 10 on your list. Like it should be the first thing you really do because everything gets layered above it. But, you know, from your point of view, how do you feel about it? Well, systems in, in general for any business, for scalability, for ongoing success, having systems on everything from HR to, to you know, just financial systems. Uh, and marketing is one of those. It's a system. You need to have a system in place, not only uh, just to, for success in general, but for scalability. And if you ever want to sell your company, those are the things that they look at your business and go, okay, what's your financials look like? You know, what's your business plan? What's your growth? What's your, what's your ROI on every dollar you spend? You know, all that kind of stuff. Having a marketing plan, uh, and that's what we do in the discovery process. We, we define the customer. We, put, we look at your company. You, know, you do a, a SWOT analysis. Uh, you know, look at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Uh, and then put a plan together and, and uh, identify, based on the research, where that customer lives and where you need to, where and how you need to market you can't otherwise you get it makes it easier to uh say no to people trying to sell stuff to you like as far as marketing stuff hey you know this is the this is the thing that's really going to get you more customers do this do this you know like no i have my plan i'm I'm sticking to my two or three things within the budget that i've set aside and i need to just stick to those things because they whatever they might be paid or not paid whatever it's organic or whatever it might be defining those things and really sticking with them uh, and and focusing on your customer and, and you know a lot of businesses uh, you know they are automatically niched into an audience a lot of agencies like mine or and I'm niching as I said to into the roofing category but we have other sort of areas but uh, most businesses usually if they sit down they understand who their customer is and they understand what they're selling they, especially manufacturing clients they're literally making a product that's for this you know it's it's quite obvious but they don't know who their customer person within the corporation might be so that's that becomes more of a thing they might think that it's the ceo but it turns out it's the director of operations they should be talking to not the ceo different world different audience different place to hang out and then you need to have different tools so if facebook's the right place to be then great be on facebook if it's linkedin great be on linkedin but you need to figure that out and then you need to have a plan of what to do on those platforms uh, to reach that person and if email marketing is it or texting or whatever that needs to be defined in your discovery process. Otherwise, you're just going to waste a lot of money on getting nothing and, and, and your ROI will be terrible on your marketing. Yeah, absolutely. I think when people are out there trying to figure out you know, who they're trying to reach, they don't need to be on every platform. They need to be on the right platforms and knowing how to access the people that they're after. Uh, and I think people try to choose the easiest platform. Uh, Instagram is is probably the most popular platform and it reaches a large audience. But not every company, you know, needs to be on Instagram. They don't need to be on Facebook. Uh, and LinkedIn could do just fine. Yeah. And so I think it is by by curating and understanding you know, who you serve, you're going to be able to then refine where you should be and just makes you more efficient with your time and your money. Yes. I mean, Instagram, it's a visual platform. And if you don't have good visuals, you're screwed. 
So, you know, my daughter's a makeup artist. My son's got a band. Their Instagram's where they should be. Um, uh, but you know, uh, is, you know, is, is my company that makes, you know, torque wrenches for, uh, train companies going to be on Instagram? Well, maybe a little bit, but not, not as a priority. Yeah. And they're not, their mind wouldn't be in that right space anyways. I mean, they're probably there to just kill some time, look at things, you know, just kind of cruise through to see what their friends are doing and looking at, you know, beautiful people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, the thing to remember that people, you know, people, oh, I don't buy, I don't look at ads, you know, but the, what's important to remember is that Facebook, 75% of people are on Facebook and Instagram, 75% of North Americans, 70, they're on there. Uh, and Google uh, as a passive, uh, or as a, you know, I call it a you know, hot lead platform for search. If you know, you want to be there, if people are searching, no matter how minimal your search is, you should get yourself on paid Google search to, to make sure that you are found when they're looking for you. Because when they're looking for you, uh, it's really crucial. I always compare it to, to clients who are trying to understand the difference between Facebook and, and Google. I also go, well, imagine back in the day, you know, newspapers. You had a newspaper, you had a front section of the newspaper, and then you have the classifieds. And so people would read the front section of the paper, they'd be reading the story, they'd see an ad for, you know, Nike, you know, or a car ad. Uh, but in the back of the paper, in the classifieds, uh, you know, that's that stuff in the front, people would kind of go into their brain, you know, and, and seep into there. And they suddenly they say, why do I like Nike running shoes so much? I don't know why, I'm a robot. But you know, it's advertising, it's, it's, it's brand. In the back though, is the classifieds. And that's when people are going to look uh, for something. They say, I need to, I need to you know, buy, a, you know, uh, I need to, get a new whatever a t tennis table i don't know something you're looking at a lot more yeah and so that's kind of like facebook and, and google like facebook's the front of the paper and google's the back of the paper and, and so it's a different experience uh, the difference actually now with digital is uh the math on advertising for example we used to say seven to ten times before it really kind of connected to people now with digital we tell our clients you need to see they need to see that ad repeated uh, into their 40 times 30 to 40 times so while digital may be cheaper on the on the base cost per ad you need more frequency in order to get that audience and yeah. uh it's it's a tougher it's it's easier to figure out you've done it because you know in some ways because it's digital but a newspaper or direct mail you knew back back before that okay the direct mail piece for example you reach everybody in that postal code and you knew that the open rate was about 1% or less. So, okay, so I need a million people, I know what my numbers are for open rate. Now, is the, what's the conversion rate on that and, uh, to a client or to a sale is, you know, that stuff. But with digital, you can see that in real time and adjust uh, ongoing. And, and, but, you know, advertising works and it just make sure you're advertising in the right places. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, when, you, when you're talking about people needing more uh, frequency and more hits before they're they're getting that brand recognition. Part of that, I think, is you know we're becoming um, despondent to them, right? You know, we're just much like it used to be when you had your Google Ads. Um, you know, the the top two uh, spots were paid ads, and you know now people are more aware and they just kind of skim first the first two, and now they're starting to even skim through some of those boxes. Um, you know, to, so they look underneath the recommended places to, you know, take a look at those articles. Um, I know what it bugs me too, though, that there's companies now gaming and it, it, it annoys me that Google's not cracking down on this. I see these listings sort of sites now. So, 
there are a few different ones out there um, in up city i think is one of them and they managed to rank get themselves ranked high up on search in the organic side um and it seems like they're gaming the google system and, that, and google's all saying that you, should, you can't do that but clearly they are and so our recommendation is you know what just buy the ad if you want to be on the top of google the click through rate is you know you can track it it still works advertising still works no matter what people say oh, i don't click on ads i don't click on ads yes you do yes you do you do you just say you don't, but you do. Advertising works, it does. <laughs> we like lying to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on here today. I usually ask all my podcast guests for a piece of reference, something that uh, has impacted your career or your life or your, your clients. So whether it's a book, a website, something that somebody on, on uh, this podcast can go and sink their teeth into. Is there something that uh, has impacted your, your life or, or business? Well, if, you, if you're a company that's looking to live in without trade shows right now, uh, there is a really good book, and it's it's I know it's a dummies book, but account-based marketing for dummies. It's actually it's written by a guy who's a, sort of the guru of account-based marketing, and he's he's really big on LinkedIn too. And so just go and look for account-based marketing for dummies. I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually a, a, a really good one. Uh, the other ones that I always love are you know EO, the EOS systems. You know, systems to me are the key. So any book you can get on. Uh, uh, on you know the EOS system, those kind of things are and building your business focused on systems uh, for scalability. So, and marketing being as I mentioned earlier, it's being one important part of that. So there are several good books on on, on systems, but the EOS system is quite good. And uh, you know I can I'll send you the names of some books and you can stick it in the, uh, the bottom of the podcast uh, for later. Amazing, yeah, I totally believe in systems. I believe that uh, money follows structure. And uh, if you don't have structure, money doesn't know where to go. So, uh, but thank you so much for joining me here today. For those people who are listening all the way to the end, thank you very much for your patronage. Um, we really look forward to try to bring you quality content. And George is, you know, nothing short of amazing uh, and a wealth of knowledge. So thank you for joining me here today. For those people who are looking to subscribe uh, and follow, I would really love that. Uh, hit that follow button. Leave me a comment on Apple iTunes. Um, because, you know, every, every bit helps in, in marketing. So thank you again, George. I appreciate your time uh, for joining me here today. My pleasure.